are listening to Oversharing with me, Tawny, and her mom, Maria. Welcome to your new safe space where there's no such thing as TMI. Welcome back to another episode of Oversharing. It is me, Tawny. And Maria. And we have a guest with us tonight. Hi, Meg. Hi. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself or should I? I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> Meg's a little yeah, nervous, yeah, but she's going to be okay. Nervous. So Meg and Bruce with, is with us. And I know, we know you because you are the other half of my cousin, Aaron. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are family. I'm, I'm going to say the better half, but I might get... Totally. A no, mean absolutely. Text. I mean, he would agree with that. No, I think he would agree with that too. So, how long have you guys been together now? Almost eleven years. That's Holy. crazy. So long, or maybe it has been. It has been. Yeah. A lot of my guy cousins are in like long-term relationships, and I've really reaped the benefits. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Yeah. Right. right? There's so many. So there, many there's a, there's good add-ons absolutely. in this family. There is. I mean, I think it was much needed. there's so many there's a lot of masculine energy in this family anyway there's a whole lot of guys huge family it's a huge family i have so many cousins i mean mom you're the baby of six yes they all have kids their kids have kids it's just a mess it's a whole lot going on Mm -hmm. you guys have kids yeah it's just it's never ending it's cool I come from a really small family so like it was part of the appeal of moving up here and now that I'm in it I'm like damn yeah like I mean we never come to anything because it's too much (laughs) yeah there were like four cousins in my family like twice a year we've got birthdays and we're done so you're you're not from up here you're from Louisiana originally right no no I moved around so I was born in Arizona did most of my growing up in Florida so, like, third grade to 11th grade. Oh, okay. And in 11th grade, we moved to Louisiana, which is where my mom grew up. And I stayed there through college. And then okay. moved to Maryland. What was it like moving around so much? Did Interesting. You- You're there long enough to get comfortable, and then you go somewhere else. Yeah. We did that. I moved around a lot, but not to different states. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. between New Jersey and Philly, so it wasn't as... Right. Like, same culture. There was different culture. That was the biggest thing, like... Like a Moving shock, to Louisiana yeah. was a total culture shock. <laughs> total. I don't even think I've ever been to Louisiana, so. <laughs> well, you'll come visit now. Well, it's yeah, that's true. It's gonna, yeah. it's cool. There's there's a lot of really cool aspects to it. To be honest, like the food's great. There's a oh, lot of like music, like a lot of celebration, festivities, like all year round. Um. So yeah, it's nice. It's laid back. Like, Aaron's working. He's like, people just talk all day long. Like, not hitting or, like, being mean about Louisiana. But it's just more chill. Like, No, I like that. Like, a slower. slower, Yes. Yeah, they have to. It's so oppressively hot that you, like, you just It's like being down the shore. Like, all that weight just falls off of you and life just goes a little. No, it doesn't. No? No, the weight of the summer is on you. That's why she I just like build it up, slower. and I was like, no. "Yes, I'm gonna go." No, there. never mind. Like, no, it's not. It's just like, not in like August. Oh yeah, you know oh yeah. I, mean? I yeah, wouldn't you go. You have to come in like the yeah, cool no, months. yeah. I meant like the excitement. Yeah, not the oh, heat. Yeah. I'm not coming. Like, when it's, I'm not coming to a hot place when it's the hottest oh. of the hot. Yeah. We're moving in July, so I'm like Jesus. Wow. Oh yeah. yeah. Right at the end. Mm. And then you and Aaron met in Louisiana, right? At school. Yeah, we did. So in college, which was. LSUS, so yeah. it's like a little satellite campus of LSU. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Aaron did so much. Like when we were kids, he was like a whole in a whole other world. So like while most of us kids grew up in Philly, Aaron grew up in Vineland, New Jersey. Like it was like a whole. It was like traveling to go see him. You know, it'd yeah. take the hour ride. Yeah. yeah, and then he just did so many different things. Like, well, you yeah. know, like how much he has going on in his still, life. And he's always busy. He's super active. He's an athlete, and he just has a hand in everything. So. I can never keep up with yeah, what... Neither can I. That's, like, a huge conversation <laughs> in our house. I'm like, you just have to, like, inform me of what you're doing. What you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, like, let well, me know where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> you know what and I mean? what time I have to be there. <laughs> right. And it's... are we bringing the children? Right. right. Do we have a sitter? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Can I How drink? many projects are we dipping our toes into now? <laughs> exactly. Every day I talk to him, he's like, I just did this. I'm like, for who? Yeah. Always Why? something popping up. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the big things that you and Aaron have in common, though, is, like, your belief in... The mental and the physical body, like you both mm-hmm. practice practice acupuncture, advocates for meditation and yoga. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that. 
Um, well, so <laughs> that's actually how we started dating. We met, we took a yoga elective. We'd been in the same like biology department for years and cross paths, but we had different things going on. He yeah. was very busy <laughs> I believe being it. an athlete. I was working a lot. I did research when I was in college and that was like not what I was meant to do. So very stressful for me. Um, cool experience, but yeah, we were just not... He was very busy. <laughs> and then we took this yoga class and like hung out and it just kind of changed everything. I was in a totally different track, like Western medicine. And then Aaron's like, I'm going to acupuncture school. I'm doing this. I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah. Um, but it's been a pretty cool journey. I mean, it's led us to meeting a lot of interesting people. Um, it makes it a lot easier to live a healthy lifestyle. That's kind of what it brought it for like for me, because I've always wanted to work with people. Yes. And like in medicine, but not giving medicine. Right. right. So it just like ch- checks all the boxes. You know, I get to do whatever I want. That do you want to move your body? Do you want some needles? Do you want the body work? Like whatever you need, because medicine is whatever works. So it's been nice getting to be in both of those worlds and like grow. I don't know. It's weird. Wow. Being in my 30s, like I feel like we're just kind of getting the hang of it. Absolutely. Because I'm really just now walking into being in practice full time. Right. So Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a wild transition. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are moving back down south, and now you're going back with two kids. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, I left (laughs) as, like, a 21-year-old, like, no responsibility, you know, breaking all the rules and leaving with the boy. Yeah, and coming back as a parent and, like, with a career career transitions. yeah. Yeah, but, I mean... I'm keeping my business here. So like, that's a transition now. I'm hiring all those positions out. It's a wild ride. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It feels very big. And I like to just chill. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's life is always like that though. Right. It's like feast or famine. Like you just go through those lulls where you're like, nothing's ever going to happen. And then everything happens. (laughs) Yeah. Everything happens at once. And you're like, holy shit. How am I going to handle all of these things? Yeah. And then you just do. Yeah, you just you like accept it, jump it and up. you work through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just get through it. It's that new stuff that's coming. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that's one of the lessons I've learned like from yoga. It's just mm. because there's, I think there's so many people who don't realize the connection between the physical and the emotional. And once I started doing more yoga and looking. I you were doing yoga. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm like. I got sick a few weeks ago, so I've had, like, a really lazy pace three weeks, and Mm. now I'm finally getting back into it. But for a while, like, I was so obsessed with it. And even if I could only get in five minutes, I'm like, I can feel the difference. Yes. But when I started making the physical and the emotional connections, like, you know, mostly in your hip flexors and all the stuff that you're holding on to and the different traumas that get locked into your body, and then I was experiencing difficulties with certain movements, and I'm like... Like, your brain really does explode. You're like, oh, shit. (laughs) The possibility. Yeah. And then when I started physically pushing through those pains and pushing through those knots and those different, like, stressors in my body, it opened up different things in my life. Mm. (laughs) It opened up the way I was, you know, approaching friendships and relationships because it was helping me adjust inside. And it sounds crazy when you verbalize it. It's a, well, stuff gets stuck, right? We know it does. Think about like, if you're in a tense situation at work, what do you do? Right. You've raised your shoulders. Mm -hmm. Maybe your breathing is more shallow. Right. And then later in the afternoon, you're like, feel tight when you get home. You're like, man, that was a hard day at work. Mm -hmm. Well, if you do that over and over and over again, that creates a pattern in your body that's That's like changing your physiology, right? Like little tiny trauma Mm -hmm. is all sorts of shit, right? Like, Mm mm-hmm tiny little experiences building on each other like that's what builds in your body so when you figure out how to breathe through like and it doesn't even have to be a fight you breathe with it like just accept it and like be with it if you have emotions tied up around it like feel that shit get it out of your body like it happens shit happens life happens right like you cannot get around these experiences we're all going to go through them we only get to control like how we move through it and what we do afterwards. Yep. Yeah. So having something like yoga, having something like meditation, where when you get into those places where you're like, fuck, I don't know what to do with my body, right? Like as a parent, freaking the fuck out on your kids. <laughs> yeah. It happens. It does. No matter what you intend You're going to lose happen, your shit. 
it happens. Yeah. Because we also all have lived experiences as children, and that's the modeling that we got for parenting. Right. Yep. Right? That we bring into a And that's like your initial response is what you right. already like, know, what you're conditioned into. And then you have your oh shit moment. Trauma in our body. Yep. Trauma <laughs> in our kids' body. Right. And it just gets tight, tight, tight. You have yoga, you have meditation, you have breath work. You can tap into that shit and be like, oh, fuck, I remember what was happening when I felt this. Yeah. Why? What is, why am I going through that? Like, how can I move through that different, differently so that I don't tack this on, right? And carry it physically. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, I mean, it's never ending. You're never going to be like totally free all the time. Yeah. I've been doing this for like 12, 13 years now. And I still like right now, my lower back is so tight Yeah, because I've got a lot going on and I'm not taking care of myself. And when I do, it's half the time with a toddler jumping on me. That's life. But you still do it because my head still feels better. It does. I feel more like spiritually connected. Mm -hmm. So... And just it's open. An awesome and right now, yeah. you have everything 100% because Aaron is in Louisiana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's a yeah. big change. Oh, you guys yeah. had to divide that's and conquer. Yeah, it's wow. very interesting. Like, my house is a mess, and I've just had to, like, it's one it's of those so things what? that I have to accept. What's right. the difference? If you put it all away, it's going to get messy again. Right. It's, it's just toys. Right. Probably and I have clothes. so much other stuff to do. So, like, yeah. what do you pick? I don't like cleaning, so fine. That's there what goes. Go. My and toilets are clean. There's yeah. a lot of laundry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's so important, though. I I feel like we're so conditioned to put a lot of pressure on ourselves to get oh, a lot totally. of things done. I know even with just with you, Mom, like I've had to explain to you that it's okay to relax. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. she would stack. I remember just even as a kid, she would stack our weekends with stuff. And I'm like, it's it's I didn't know it back then. But now as an adult, I'm like, yo, it's cool if you chill. Like, it's cool if you don't yeah, do shit on a Saturday. Like, yeah. it's okay if it doesn't get clean today. It's okay if the cars, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, little shit like that. Because I feel like even just in society, we're, we're kind of pressured to constantly be going, constantly be working. Right. And, oh, there's so much conditioning. Yeah, and I don't know if I was doing all of that because, you know what I mean, in the marriage, it was like, gotta, you know, just always everything yeah. had to be perfect. Outside pressure. And I'm not a perfectionist. Mm. So trying to okay. meet somebody's perfect who is a perfectionist, I, I couldn't. See, was, I would have pegged you as more of a perfectionist. So that kind of surprises me. Well, I was going to say the interesting thing about that statement, though, is that in turn, you kind of put that on us kids. And then bad. you set standards that like we couldn't possibly yeah. reach because yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we've joked about it before. Mm-hmm. Like when you ask your kids, when you don't show your kids how to do something and then you go, mm-hmm. oh, go clean the bathroom sink. And then they don't do the job you wanted them to do. And then you're like, well, you did it wrong. And it's like, <gasps> no, I didn't do it wrong. I did it the way a child does it. Do you know what right, I mean? But right. like as an adult... You're like, that's not the fucking way you clean the sink. And you're right. tired. You know? <laughs> and you're overworked. Yeah. And you just need the sink clean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know you're supposed to be making your kids do chores because mm-hmm. that's what a responsible parent does. That's what they you're tell like, you. Yeah. yeah. If your kid doesn't do, God forbid your kid doesn't do a chore, then they're going to grow up and not get a fucking job. And not, not like it's, right. it's so crazy. Right. A lot of us did chores and didn't grow up and have a fucking job. I know, yeah, I know plenty of people that came from very structured households, and you can't tell. Yeah, you know, everybody thinks differently. There's so much. I mean, and I came from chaos, and most people wouldn't know unless I told them. So you really, it's very interesting. Speaking of that, so what is the dynamic? So you have two kids. Mm -hmm. What are their ages now? Beta is five, and Ender is three. Five and three. Oh, they're in like my favorite chunk. They're so good. They're a lot. To take on by yourself. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And they're, like, because of COVID, they are, like, best friends. <laughs> they only had each other oh, in, yeah. like, their so prime. They, like, play off each other, too. So, mm-hmm. like, when one gets something and they're, like, oh, this is getting under your skin, the other one's, like, yes, let's roll with this. <laughs> oh, no. So they team up oh. against you guys? Oh, they do. I Not love even that, necessarily though. intentionally, I yeah. don't think, but, yeah. I do mean, they fight a lot? Awesome. Not a lot. I, I mean, love that. They f- they do fight. Yeah, of course. But my brother and I fought a lot, and we're mine too. We're a little bit right. You and Paul are about like two and the a half same. years. Yeah. yeah, Cody and I were two and a half. They're just under two years, so they're a little closer in age, which are, which I think helps. But like, yeah, no, I remember destroying my brother and getting destroyed at <laughs> oh, this God, age. Yeah. And they're not that mean. I also no. don't like allow it. Yeah, she said they're not that mean. I know, yeah. right? You do we have were yeah. so mean. You have really sweet children. Thanks. I have to say, because I, I don't get to encounter them often, but when I do, like, they're always just so 
polite and sweet, even mm. though I know they're like, who are you people? Oh, no, they, live, <laughs> they just want to be around people. No, I know. Them. So they're There's like, family? Yes. So what is... Do you and Aaron, when he's home, like when you're having your typical day-to-day, do you guys have a pretty good split of your parenting? Like, how do yeah. you feel about your roles? I feel like... And Aaron's, like, role as a father. It's been learned to have a pretty even split. Like, when they were younger, they both were super attached to me. Ender is still pretty attached to me. Yeah. But, like, now that they've gotten older, there's been more space for Aaron to come in and parent. So now it feels very even. And we do stuff in different ways. Like, it's not necessarily that he spends the time. Like, a lot of times they'd rather me bathe them. Or, okay. like, they'd rather... I put them to bed every night. Because it's just our routine. They they like that routine. Yeah. Um, But Aaron will do the dishes. Or vacuum. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. it's support in whatever way is necessary. I think that's so important. Was that... That's cool, So yeah. did you guys already kind of have that... Um that compromise before you had children or was all of that kind of come into play together? Like you had Veda and then you were like, Oh shit. Now we have to kind of balance more. Cause this isn't going to work. Yeah. Uh, we, I think we had the idea of it. Okay. And things have looked different, right? <laughs> yeah. Different points because there's, there were, have been times where he was the one that was working more. There've been times where I was the one that was That's working true. more. Um, especially with the way that we work, like we're both either have always been subcontracted or like owned our own businesses. So there's been a time where he's working more, but he's not making as much money. Um, and we had to work through a lot of the like expectations and pressure. Like it's taken a lot of work yeah. basically is what I'm saying. It's hard. <laughs> it, I mean, it's yeah, it's just communication. Yeah. And like <laughs> consistency, man. Yeah. And that's hard. Like I struggle with consistency. Aaron, I feel like is better with consistency and can be a little extreme. Mm-hmm. You know, so like finding the balance between like I think that's my like kind of floaty like his athletic oh, we're doing this background. And then, I forget, <laughs> and then we're doing this and that you know what I mean. And he's, he's like more no, structure. Yeah, I think yeah, right. He he, like, he likes stuff done on his timeline. Yeah, he can too. like he can vibe with a regimen like a little more easily. I think yeah. just because of the way he was structured. I'm, I'm like he's that. gotten more laid back with age. Yeah. Like yo, you would not even recognize him. <laughs> we are either. on this like. We're chilling. Chilling Chillin'. three together. Yeah. Oh, he's so awesome. cool. He like, definitely had his high strong moments and you were the more yeah. low key one. I mean, you guys yeah. have a really in different ways. There was a time where my brother was living with you guys. Like you had mm-hmm. a really big part in my brother's life. So he had a very different relationship with the both of you. But those <laughs> were things that he would express. He's like, Yeah, he's like Megan's like a little more go with the flow. He's like an Aaron. And I'm like, but I also, I know Aaron's parents, you know? Right. So it's, <laughs> it's time for bed. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron's like, um, yeah. hello. Hey, buddy, you will be go going to, to yoga twice a week and you will be going to the gym. Yeah. With there's me no twice wiggle room for right. Aaron, my you friend. Going for Aaron goes hard. Once a week. Right. Is yeah, he, which he needed. It yeah, was he so, oh, no. He, my brother so definitely needed that. Yeah. But is Aaron that he way? Needs it now too. Is Aaron, so that's how Aaron coaches. And yeah. he trains mm-hmm. and he can be tough. Is he that way with the kids? Like when they're trying something new? Yes and no. I think with Aaron, like it's, he has the best intentions and he's so good at like I know giving space when he can, but he's used to things working quickly. Like he is just quick. So it's just slowing down long enough Adjusting to, like, to someone else. else's speed. Right. And oh, like I can relate toddlers. to that though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the most stressful because you just want, this is something I'm sure so many parents struggle with. And I have such a unique view into parenting because I was a nanny for so long. I got to experience yeah. so many things that people don't until they're mothers. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've had nights where I'm, you know, cooking dinner and packing it up because we're eating in the car while I'm making lunches, helping three kids with homework, putting them in uniforms, like doing all of that simultaneously. Like that's shit you don't really like have to do. Family. Yeah. Until you do mother. And then by that point you're like, Oh fuck, I have no idea. There's what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've been trained in a weird way. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you, yes. Like, it really is. It would be, like, so nice. Everybody should have to go through that for, like, six months before yeah. they have children so that they know. Because yeah. it's intense trying to pack lunches in the morning and, like, it's get yourself lot. ready for work. And, oh, my gosh. I think people don't realize how much of themselves they're going to sacrifice in, right. in parenthood. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> so... I learned a new word, and I think it might have been in the last year, and I didn't really know what 
it meant and its gentle parenting. And I mm-hmm. know that you practice this. So I wanted to see if you could share a little bit of that. Yeah. Because I've, I've seen a lot I'm, on TikTok and I, some of these children, you know, I don't want to call it a tantrum because I don't know what it is that they're going through, but literally, you know, will smack or pull their mother's hair and the parents are able to get them through them. I mean, they're convulsing and, you know what I mean? Yeah. And doing and yelling out. Shit. Yeah. yeah. And they're able just to put them in in a certain, I don't want to say hold because it's a seated position mm. and, and calm that child where my reaction when they were younger was to grab them by the shoulder and shake them and then get my voice louder so that I can get them to shut up. Right. You know right. What I mean? And it didn't right. work. Right. And now we're on a podcast talking about <laughs> mental health, <laughs> narcissism. The damage from our parents. Yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. No, that's because yeah. you're supposed to make this big evolutionary journey, man. You started from am, one place and you're like... I am on a journey. I am absolutely yeah. on a journey preparing for the next children that come in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. My, Which my is so important. You have to yeah. think in that like bigger yeah. scale, right? Yeah. So like, I am by no means an expert in gentle parenting. None of us are experts. Like at all. (laughs) I do have like the best weapon in my arsenal. My best friend is like a psychologist. So every time I have a moment where I like feel defeated or like I've done something that's like not irreparable, but like that I have guilt about. Yeah. I like message her and I'm like, all right, this is what just happened. And like. She, like, therapizes me. I don't know what that's called, but, like, you know, she, like, walks me through it, makes me feel human again, and, like, gives me constructive, like, Mm -hmm. information so that I can, like, utilize it. And it is so helpful. Helpful, yeah. Um, Because Erin and I were not raised that way, you know, like... Right. These resources weren't available. Right, and that's the thing. And the style of parenting was just different like the research wasn't there like everything was so so different and that's the beauty now of like we do have access to it so use it like nobody's gonna be perfect at it I freak out more than I'd like to admit you know what I mean like on whatever level whether it's a one or a ten that day like and it's all in how you react to it because that's real life you like gentle parenting is not um at least at my house like I don't always stay calm. Right. You know, like we can't, it's, it's not okay for my child to do whatever. We still have boundaries. And if either one of us crosses the line, like there's not an expectation, but generally because it's the, the habit that we've built in the house, like an apology and a conversation in some way. Just Um, that chunk is important. Right. Just apologizing to our children. Like when we do lose our shit and just, even if you can't control yourself and not lose your shit, you know what I mean? Like it happens just saying, I'm sorry. Or like, I'm sorry I reacted that way. Or like, remember when mommy screamed? Like it didn't feel good for her either. Like I had to do that so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's great. So this like, so for you, Maria, like any feelings you have about the way you parented, like the fact that Tawny is able to like, parent in a different way part of that goes back to the way that you parented because you recognize that you wanted to do things differently for than your mom right yeah. and you did do things differently than your mom and that opened up space and then tawny learned from like the conversations and the actions and the reactions right and then now she's just furthering that evolution for mm-hmm. your entire family yeah because she'll parent her kids differently and then they'll parent their kids differently and it will continue to grow so it's just like how much work can you do and the fact that you two are working together i think will like make that even stronger because you will grandparent differently. So now you have the opportunity to like do all of that over again in a different way. And so you're like healing that for all of you and like, and Graham. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Cause she did what she could with With what what she she had. She sure did. You know? And like, Mm -hmm. that's true for everybody. Yeah. You know? And a lot of unfortunate things came out of it. But I think facing the unfortunate things came out of it. They did. But I think prolific your family is. I know. (laughs) But you can't have one without the other. And I think we were conditioned to kind of believe that if you accepted that anything was wrong or that there was flaws and fault, Mm. then you were taking away from the good. And I think learning that it's okay to be like, we did this incorrectly, or this was really painful, this was really toxic, and address it. Is okay too. And it doesn't mean you're a shitty parent. It doesn't mean you're a shitty sister or whatever the case may be. 
Dude, like, I think it means the opposite. It means yeah. you're a rock star. Think about it. Like, not only are you showing your humanness, so your kids see that it's okay to have big feelings, right? And, and be then, vulnerable. Right, and be vulnerable, right? Those are all things that they need to learn. And that's why you hold the space for them when they are having big feelings. You keep yourself and all the kids safe, but, like, you leave the space and like nurture and like comfort them in that space when they're having the issue, like, or not issue, but like when they're having feelings, when yeah. they're like sad or mad or tired, frustrated, whatever. Um, but so you teach them that it's okay to have that feeling. Then you teach them how to apologize, right. And how to like take responsibility for anything that they might've done when they did have those. And identify feelings. the feeling, right. you know, because anger is so rarely they, so anger. Right. If they can yeah, yeah. Help them identify. Identify it. it. Yeah. yeah. And like, then, like, are you feeling rejected? Are you feeling lonely? Yes. You know. Like then you're teaching them how to have a healthy emotional wave, mm-hmm. right? Like so they'll know how to work through their own feelings. You're also teaching them coping mechanisms, right? Especially if you're teaching them how to like take deep breaths. Yeah. And stay like stay aware of their body, right? Which would so, keep like, them from so much that we started with, like yeah. so many blocks in our body. Yeah. Now. So like the preventative care. The freakouts are actually important. It's just like remembering that as a parent or a nanny or your caregiver in whatever way like oh yeah okay I'm a human too like if you're gonna be gentle this is actually something that Amanda told me this week when I had a moment with the kids she's like you're gentle parenting yourself as well like it's also an opportunity to reparent yourself your, because your you get child. to walk through these yeah yeah right so uh-huh. like we have to remember to be gentle with ourselves. You can't be gentle with them if you're not being gentle with yourself. That's true. Because you don't know the experience. You haven't lived the experience, you know? Um, I think... It's okay. Everyone got so accustomed to, instead of embracing the children for who they are and everything that comes with being a toddler, we children you know are just to be seen and not heard and then you you don't let them fall they climb up you're like get down get down you know what I mean so we fight their experiences yeah you know we um stifle them yes that's where I was getting to yeah Yeah. and we've talked about before just like spiritually stifling them you Mm -hmm. know when kids are experiencing you know something supernatural or they're having a connection to the other side and we like kind of push it down but we all have those connections. And if they would have been nurtured more, we'd have a different experience with ourselves and spirituality. So, (laughs) right. And like all those things are still possible as adults. It's just, Mm -hmm. we get to do a lot of work to get there, which is so much fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, and not everybody wants to do it. Right. And that's okay. (laughs) Like everybody's got their own journey and not everybody's here to like make that shift into the spiritual. Maybe some people came into the world like super spiritual and are here to like, get practical skills right right. (laughs) you know what I mean like everybody's got their own thing um I lost my train of thought (laughs) that's the story that's okay that's the story of our lives we were talking about gentle parenting we were but we Mm. can we can move on to anything (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true it's definitely a journey it's a practice like you gotta keep practicing yeah so uh, let's move into we talked about you know the, the tight muscles and okay. we talked about deep breathing so important and we talked about gentle parenting but um let's talk about acupuncture oh yeah okay. let's you know what i mean because okay. that's I... something that i truly believe in and both you and aaron have helped me mm-hmm. get through some i mean i've driven that i've made that drive mm-hmm. to get acupuncture to get some relief in, a, in, in my shoulder or in my back and oh, I wish my insurance <laughs> I covered it. Sound. I wish my insurance yeah. covered it. Man, I know. Mm-hmm. It will one day. Yes, It'll, yes. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, okay, so what do you guys want to know? Well, how about, you know, if well, someone... I don't, yeah, what's the theory like behind it? What yeah. about for people who have no idea and they're hooked <laughs> on, like, the 90s perception of it being, you know, a crock of shit and somebody just poking you. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> Tell them the truth. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I haven't talked about acupuncture in so long. <laughs> Let's see what comes out of my mouth. <laughs> um, so it's an ancient system of medicine where the language in which they used to, like, to speak about things and describe things is very different because they didn't have, like our modern language. They didn't have modern technology and all these things and, like, research in the way that we do. But so everything was related to like landscape, right? So it sounds, it's like this 
I guess has nothing to do with how treatment works, but everything sounds like beautiful and poetic, like the names of the points and everything is connected because that was their point of reference was nature. So where we think uh, in Western medicine of like the body systems as separate, you know, like you have someone who specializes in like kidney function, you have somebody that specializes in bladder, like childbirth, whatever, like they, it's not disconnected. It's holistic, right? Like the definition of holistic and we aim to treat on like mind, body, and spirit. And this isn't everybody. This is my personal and like the way that I was taught. Um, and I went to a pretty like special school now, like stepping back 10 years later and seeing like, it was a pretty amazing experience. Um, that I had to kind of digest yeah. for <laughs> four or five years before. Now I like finally feel like I can put back out into the world and like treat people with. Um, but you go in and your practitioner, like you fill out an intake form just like you would at any other like GP when you go in, um, you know, asking questions about body systems and everything. And you have a conversation, you lay down. You get some needles that are, like, very thin. Um, I like to call them, like, filaments. They're about the width of a cat whisker. So it takes a lot of precision to make them actually penetrate the skin. Otherwise, they just kind of bend. And you'll feel, like, a little poke, but it won't actually do anything. So um, you're not getting, like, this big hypodermic stick, you know, all over your body. Um, And what it's doing is just manipulating the flow of energy. We are energetic beings. Mm -hmm. We know that we're energetic bodies. It's been scientifically proven now, you know, that we do have this beautiful technology, which is incredible to be on, like, a spiritual journey now with all of this, like, language Mm -hmm. and, like, research around it. It's so cool. Um, I digress. (laughs) (laughs) But it just, like, it's a gentle nudge and, like, like, changing the conversation, right? And the way that I was taught and the way that I will practice in anybody uh, that went to Thai Sophia will at least have some influence in their practice of is like having a conversation and like it's treatment with word before like you actually do acupuncture, right? So you have these bigger conversations about perspective and like lifestyle and diet, all these things because it it is to be holistic, right? Like you have to serve, well, you don't have to, but each aspect of living mind, body, and spirit, like needs attention. So whether Mm -hmm. it's movement or like presence and like taking care of your mind and feeling connected to something greater than yourself, because it's hard to like motivate yourself to move through life without sure feeling connected to something you know, like, I don't yeah. find myself to be a religious person right. I don't, no I get it like you know attach myself to any thing but like there is some sort of universal energy like we live in a multiverse there like, there's just so much right right yeah you there's know? something bigger yeah and like feeling else. connected to that like, mm-hmm. feeling connected to your family in that way like and I also having the easier to move through the ability to learning that you have the, the ability to manipulate it through these practices. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That you yeah. can change your outcomes pretty much based off the way you're approaching the world, right? And what part of your gifts you're bringing out. Do you know what I mean? And acupuncture Absolutely. is part of that too. Is like opening yourself up, and that's why you have the conversation beforehand. It's almost like a therapy. Like you get to the root of the problem before you even start. Right. The treat you're already treated before you <laughs> before you get treated. You don't need to pump yourself with meds. Right, right, and it's not necessarily like an uh, this or that thing. Like it can be. You're talking great physical pain meds. So yeah, yeah so I have pain been meds. on multiple courses of steroid burst, um, and I was getting cortisone injections in my spine from an injury, mm-hmm. and it went on for years. Yeah. And Eat, you know, after, and I got this for quite a few years, I'd get three injections a year and then I'd be on steroid worse because the pain would be so bad. I couldn't move. 
Um, and then when I called the doctor one time, he's like, no more, no more steroids. You're cut off. You're done. <laughs> he said, I know what's taking away your pain now. He said, but when you get older, your bones are going to be brittle. It's not worth it. So he sent me, I'm telling you to a chiropractor. I'm like, I don't do chiropractors. He's like, just go. So I went and I explained to him that I was afraid of him manipulating me because I'm in, I'm in pain. Don't touch me. And I mean, and that's when they did. He did a TENS unit for a while and he did acupuncture and I did a little bit, um, maybe like 10 minutes of therapy on a bike, you know, and maybe laying on a bed and twisting a little bit. And after about three months, I can say I've been pain free for, I don't know, 10 years or so. (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong. I get a backache here and there, Yeah, but it was going through that acupuncture and just learning how to breathe it's a great option especially for somebody who has like is experiencing symptoms where they don't feel like they are being supported when they go to the doctor like it's a great thing to look into or if like somebody that is maybe a cancer patient like Mm -hmm. there are a lot of symptoms and side effects to the The treatments to that Mm -hmm. and it's a great support in those times like there's a lot of great ways that things can work together. And I think that's the beauty of it. Let I think have so all too. Of it, right? Like trauma. Don't come to me if you've broken your arm and you right. like need it set. I cannot that's, do that's that. That's not right. what I do. <laughs> right? Like we need right. both. Both right. are so important and it can be and hopefully will be over time. Like a beautiful mesh. Yes. Yeah. A blend yeah it should definitely together. be covered. Mm-hmm. It's starting to happen. And I bet you, I would hope, let me just say that not I bet you. I would hope if they made acupuncture available, um, even even if there's a copay, more people would take the option. They would, and I wonder if we would see a reduction in hmm. analgesics. You know, anything for pain or anti-inflammatories. I wonder if we would see a reduction in that. And if we saw a reduction in that then you would start to see a reduction in the GI issues and stuff yeah, because I mean, that's all, all of that's tied together. Yeah. And how many more healthy livers would we have? I think yeah. it's really... Without the Tylenol. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really about finding the balance because yeah. it's not all one or the other. We do no. need science and medicine. And, yeah, I mean, well, holistic medicine is a science, but you know what I'm saying. We do need like the tr- traditional Western medicine, yes. but... It's, that's why it's so important, I think, to get to know your body and explore your traumas and stuff, because then you'll be able to decipher, like, oh, this stomach ache or whatever is going on is related to this. It's not something I do have to go to the doctor for. Right. Right? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice way Being to, like, able to have that option. Or, like, yeah, there's just so many great things. Um. <laughs> what was – I remember I've gotten acupuncture once, but Aaron did it. Mm-hmm. And I was having issues with my back. And then he also did something, of course, I don't remember it correctly, that he called like the bowl that in your chest where he said like it fills up where like if you're, I don't, I wish I could remember to explain it, but he said he like, that's where he poked, but like, it's like a release. It's like when you're holding on to so many things that don't have anything to do with you and it just kind of sits yeah, in your mm-hmm. body. And it was like a way of opening up. And I'm telling you like acupuncture is legit. I know my brother was yeah. really into it as yeah. well. But it is, like, you feel the difference immediately. Yeah. Yes. And it's not always like that from the get-go. Like, I've got to be honest. I, like, transferred from nutrition. I took an elective, and it was a two-week, like, intensive. And it was their, um, the school has a, what is it, School of Philosophy and Healing in Action program, and they have a two-week, like, crunch course that you can take. And I did that before I started nutrition. And I was like... I have to do acupuncture school. Yeah. I never had it. And then like, I'm going through school and my first experiences weren't great. Weren't great. No, my first choice of acupuncturist, like we really butted heads. Mm. I felt so like she hurt my feelings and she was like one of my teacher's wives. And so like, like I worked at their wedding. It was just like a weird thing. Yeah. And she's a lovely woman, but like, it's just didn't vibe. Right. And so I had a little journey before I found the right kind of acupuncturist. And now since I've had like some beautiful experiences and like, it just, I think, helps open you up, right? Like, things have to be convenient. Things have to be realistic. Not everybody can turn their life upside down and, like, go fully holistic and non-toxic right. and organic. And, like, that's not real life. But if you can incorporate once every month or once every six weeks, like, something that aligns with you, it doesn't even have to be acupuncture. It can be massage. 
It could be Reiki or, you know, whatever interests you, whatever you think sounds like it might be helpful to you, go do it and see like how you feel afterwards. Afterwards, yeah. And see what that kind of like motivates you to do. Even if just for a little bit, like, oh, okay, I feel better. I have the, just had this great conversation and like, maybe I'm going to go to bed 30 minutes earlier every night because they suggested that. And like, you tr- try something small and it doesn't even have to be doing, like not even going to services. Like that's beautiful, wonderful. But like subject jump, just in life, right? Like we don't have to make these huge, lifestyle shifts like pick one small thing that, that feels you can doable. control yeah yeah and like okay i'm gonna do this no so like, we pile it all on and overwhelm that's ourselves back to that over pressuring ourselves the need to be constantly like, moving yeah and you're like i'm I just rockstar, set my, rockstar. And I set like, myself up crash. for failure that's why i failed <laughs> yeah you yeah. did everything half-assed yeah. because yeah. nothing got 100 exactly. percent of you right. and it's yeah, just it doesn't work you know like i mean i've been doing this for so long now and i'm still doing i still do it to myself and then i get burnt out and i'm like well, here oh, we yeah. are again. Yeah. What yep. are we going to try this time? Like, Don't you feel so, like, I always, I laugh at myself now when I get to those moments where I'm like, you're just repeating a pattern. Like, look at you. Mm-hmm. Like, you knew this. Mm-hmm. But you that's knew- growth. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And then, like, the longer you do it, I feel like there's chunks where it's like, it feels like such a plateau. And then, like, yeah. all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, ooh, okay, <laughs> like, I've made some growth here. I've made some growth here. I've made some growth here. And then that feels good for a little while. And then again, you're like, been here for a while yeah you can notice it in the smallest things like I was saying like just in the way I was responding to things that before would have really bothered me now I process things a little bit differently and I do think it's due to like my new connection to spirituality or my new ability to connect better you know and the yoga and meditation that's another thing I want to talk about too because I think unfortunately a lot of people think that meditation is like just sitting and thinking about nothing and like just making yourself go blank and that's not yeah there's so many options what it is you know what I mean like there's so many other ways to meditate but I found the positive impact like you feel it pretty quickly oh yeah I mean if you have one minute and you just like sit there and focus on your breath and take like 10 15 nice deep breaths like feel your feet on the ground like notice your hands notice your like like whatever speaks to you or you listen to your favorite song and you dance or you love mowing the lawn in complete silence. So you like request that of your family, like, Hey, I'm going to go mow the lawn and just like chill for a little while. Yeah. All right. Let me have this space. Or you sit and you meditate in silence for 45 minutes. Like it can look, however, that's true. It can move. It can be still, it can be silent, you know, like whatever it is that gets you into that feeling of like, I don't know, whatever it is in your body. For me, it feels a little bit tingly and like open and expansive in my chest. Mm-hmm. And like my butt kind of feels like maybe it's on the ground, but maybe it's not. Yeah. You know, like- <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's like the beauty of that kind of thing though, especially with meditation is the answers come to you about things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you really do try to clear your mind, you realize the things that are bothering you. You realize mm-hmm. the things that are important to you because they're coming to the forefront as you are you know, clearing yourself. Right, like you're just making space for stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? And then when you realize you have the ability to ground yourself, you realize that you have the ability to do anything. Like I was joking with one of my friends recently. I'm like, reality's never going to be the same for me because I'm wherever the fuck I want to be, like right. in my head. Do you know what right. I mean? Like I'm creating my own experience. Heck and yeah. if I decide to have a great day, that's what's going to happen. We're going to manifest it. Yeah. And if I decide to have a, a bad day and be in a shitty mood, then I can make that happen too. That's, that's what people can. don't realize. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. if you can tell yourself bad things over and over and over again and believe them, you can do the same thing with good things. Like Absolutely. Like it's the opposite <laughs> of affirmations. And if yeah. affirmations can change the way, like then why wouldn't saying those nasty things about yourself change your yeah. like physiology I saw as well? a healer on Twitter the other day and she was like, you know what? I'm going to challenge you like, be delusional. Like think the most delusional thing. She's like, I just started walking into every, they, I'm sorry. I, they they said they, I just started walking into every room as if everyone was there for me. It's my birthday. The party's <laughs> for me. And that's my vibe. Like that's the energy I'm putting out every day. I'm, pr- I'm just pretending it's like my birthday, you know? And I'm here. Yeah. Like, thank you for showing up. And really though, if you went out into the world every day with it's my birthday energy, Ooh. imagine the responses. Right. And like, know? maybe that's not doable, but like whatever that energy is. For yeah. You, whatever. Yeah. Small steps. Yes. Small yeah, steps. Yeah. yeah. I listened to this podcast like 
So for me personally, I feel like I always struggle with um, like my value and like my um, whether or not I'm good enough to like yes. practice or like have imposter these conversations. syndrome. Oh, so bad. Yeah. Right. And so like for me, that's like it's a freezing thing. Like I don't want to step into things because I'm scared to mess up. And there's this podcast that I listen to, which is the one I was going to tell you about. It's called Day Luna. And this one girl on it is like, I'm just a dive-in bitch. And she said this this one time, and I'm like, I'm just going to fucking do that. Like, if people think I'm weird, like, whatever. whatever. I don't care. Hop on the train or hop off, because I'll find my fucking weirdos or, like, whatever. You'll you know, attract like, it. Yeah. 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 And I've you read all these things, and you're like, oh, I'm practicing, and I'm doing this. I'm like, no, I'm just going to dive in. Not dipping my toes, like fuck it. And so head, that's where I'm at first. right now. It's similar. So I'm, it. That's awesome. I was yeah. saying, why I had, not? I had seen on Twitter too, like when she said a new thing that somebody else, like when they get anxious, just do it anxious, you know, yeah. do it scared. And it's funny. One of my kids that I you used to nanny, she said the same thing. She had like a, she's a gymnast, and she had like a really big competition. And I'm like, how do you do that stuff and not get scared? She's like, oh, I'm so scared. And she's yes. like, but so rude. Don't they know that we're recording? <laughs> so rude. But, and she said, she's like, I just, I do it scared. Like, I just make the decision that I'm going to do it, yeah. you know, and it's going to be really hard and scary, but. That feels so amazing. That's a child. I know. Yeah. Isn't she Young the best? Young lady. Yeah. yeah. Young well, lady. She inspires me all the time because. The kids are amazing. Uh-huh. If we just like get out of their way and let them Thank shine. You. Like, Truly. They know what they're doing. They Stop know so much Stop trying to control the us. outcome. Yeah. Like, we try to fit them into the boxes that we're trying to break out of because it's all we know what to do sometimes. Yeah. And I i don't want to, like, say that and put that on everybody, but, like... No, say it. <laughs> say it. Speaking I of boxes, I know... So you have a daughter and a son, mm-hmm. but I know that your son, mm-hmm. he likes your daughter's clothes. Yeah. And you like guys are cool with this. Like, you and Aaron do not give him a hard time. You Like, you let Ender and Veda be who they are. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that's another thing that's so important. But has it been difficult dealing with people who don't necessarily agree mm-hmm. with your flow of parenting? You know, it's... <laughs> because I think, I'll, I think a lot of people deal with that because parenting is changing. It is, And I think yeah. a lot of people are put in the position of you know, feeling like they're at odds with their parents because they're not meeting tradition or they're not following certain right. values. Or they're allowing a little boy to be whatever it doesn't matter to be your right. little girl. Right. I mean, I played in the dirt. It could just be the right. simplest. Yes. Yeah. It's so silly, you know, but I think a lot of people go through that because they want to parent their children differently, mm-hmm. but they also don't want to be at odds with their parents or other relatives right. for doing That's things a lot differently. Of disease in the household. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, it's come up in a couple different ways. Like a lot of people are on the same page. I think a lot of people our age yeah. are like right in the same wave, whatever that looks like for them. We're all kind of like, you know, moving the same. And I'm sure it was the same when you were parenting, like, your generation, I doubt parented the same exact as like your parents' generation. No. The wave just looked different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it looks different now. Um, so with Aaron's parents, they don't understand it. I think it's becoming easier and at least like accepted. We have, especially because, I mean, we've been living together since June of 2020. Yeah, that's a tricky element, too. Yeah. um, Multi-generational households. Yes, with very different parenting styles. Yeah. And, like, I mean, trauma that had to be worked out between the family. Yeah. Right. That all kind of, I mean, we were all working from home, so it was a lot of people in the house all the time. Um, So it came up a lot. We definitely butt heads. They didn't understand. They I don't know, you know, we still may not be on the same page, but I think everybody's got like a mutual respect with my mom. I noticed, and it's getting better because I think maybe she doesn't feel defensive anymore. I hope not, but like I would have conversations with her and she would immediately feel like she had to defend how she parented. Like she did something wrong. And so then the conversation would be like, you know, I, no, no, like you were great. You taught me these things and yeah, now, now I'm, I'm just doing tweaking it, expanding it. on it. Right. Yeah. Like you did a good job. So like reassurance, but I think it's going to be cool now. We also have lived really far away. So she you hasn't gotten to yeah. experience it. It's just all through conversation and like vacation, which is different, you know, cause nobody's on the regular schedule. Yeah, different My kids vibes. get wild on vacation. Like they don't know <laughs> what to do with themselves. And, <laughs> uh, 
So it'll be interesting to be in the same state and like get to see how. That's true. You've been parenting like alongside your in-laws, not yes. your parents. Right. And yeah. Now that's it's, And now it's going to change. A whole different. That has to be. They went living from 3,000 miles away to in our house, like in the same house. With yeah. Us. Aaron's parents used to live in Hawaii and then they <laughs> moved back home. That was a big jump from like not really knowing yeah, each other. Yeah. So you guys to... are like the house is separate, but together. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Same property. Same yeah. House, same driveway. Divider. Yeah. yeah. Downstairs. Yeah. 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 But I can That's imagine that. I can imagine that there was cross boundaries and cross lines. I'm sure it's just so difficult. I've, anybody in that yeah. any four adults trying to live in absolutely house. This is, we're constantly learning we and it's just the two of us yeah you know it's, it requires constant growth <laughs> doesn't it, everything it does require constant growth but everybody has to be willing yeah you, even if they're just willing to have an open mind yeah that that if they could if some that's what the biggest thing for me was was just opening my mind to listen to say mm-hmm. okay this conversation we're having what part did i play in that mm-hmm. you know what i mean oh, it's and, so hard to face that about but, yourself but you Absolutely. know what though once you do it becomes easier it becomes yeah. easier for her and i to have these conversations yeah. because i only knew what i knew right. i only yeah. knew what you i can only, yeah. my older brothers and sisters do i only knew what I saw my mom do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's all I can say, but we've managed to work through that as well as now become friends as adults. Yeah. Which is so awesome. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's definitely a tricky transition. And like I was saying to her the other day, I was like, you've always been a grown up. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, my yeah. whole life, you were an adult, but I've transitioned a bunch of times. Like I've gone through many stages, but from my eyes, like you've always been a grown up. So then there's always that internal bias where you compare yourself to your parent and you're like, oh, I haven't reached their level of womanhood or right. motherhood. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you, and none of it matters, but it's just, I think it's just innate in all of us. And then that would create struggles between us and that we'd have to have open conversations of like why we're feeling that but way. That and it's tricky. Because it never occurred to me that while she was going through all of this, we were looking at it from two different angles. Right. I'm looking at it as a woman. I'm looking at it as his wife. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it as your mother. When we would recount experiences of like mm-hmm. things that we had been through, and then she's like, well, that's not how it happened. I'm like, well, that's how it happened for me because I was a little kid. And I'm like, right. holy fuck. Do you know what I mean? Holy shit. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it crazy? Like then just those little things that click in your brain and you're like, I never thought about oh that my before. God. Because when you're like, oh, wild, you think right? about it's a lot to sit with. myself yeah. just nannying, like the, I think of the times where I've like lost my shit on the kids and like, I hate it. And now when I think back, cause in the moment, like I'm just a person reacting to a little person that I'm in charge of, like in that moment, that's what you're doing. And then when you step back, you're like, Oh my God, how scary must I fucking seem? Like I'm so much bigger than them. What and I'm my in, face like, look like, what, what did I sound like? Was I probably even louder than I am in my head? Like the power dynamic is unfair. Right. And I've just made did them feel so <laughs> tiny. Do you know what I mean? Like I just made them yeah. feel so small. And you know how you feel when someone makes you feel small and it's like, that whole process and it makes me so sad but like you said Meg earlier like I'm glad I'm aware of it because and it's going to change the way I and parent I, and it changes the way I nanny now and then think about what those kids go into the freaking world with when they're like in yes. their 20s and their 30s raising right. kids like holy cow and I never really thought about it because you go into work you can't yell at people right you can't throw a tantrum you can't smack somebody because they're not doing what you want but then you go but people home. do <laughs> yeah you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like how do we... It's behavior when you would not accept from your boss. Exactly. Or anyone else in your life. Right. But then, but you, then you do, it, you do it to your child. And you're teaching them that that's what love is. Because mm-hmm. you're also telling them that you love them. That's a the huge And I fell into that cycle. I went, you know, I sought out love that was abusive. Mm-hmm. Whether it was verbally. It's comfortable. Absolutely. No matter what. I was like, oh, I recognize this. Yeah. yeah. And I've said that. a different form. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've talked about that before, too. Just... How when I was in like a really abusive relationship, it really genuinely seemed normal to me. Like because of the dynamics that I've seen in my family and the relationships that my aunts and uncles and my parents had, I'm like, this is regular. Like somebody can hit you and still love you. Like somebody can cheat on you and still love you. You know what I mean? Like all these different things that you 
justify. And then when like, where it felt so normal. Exactly. Like I truly didn't know, like it sounds stupid, but I didn't know any better. Like, and I I feel sad that we live in a society too, where people normalize like the toxic relationship and they kind of highlight it and they're like, Oh, we blocked each other. We cheat all the time and stuff. And I'm like, you're on a slippery, slippery slope because there's so many people in super abusive relationships. And then there's like that borderline where it's like, you shouldn't be doing that though. Like that shouldn't be happening in your romantic relationships. And I feel like we make light and make fun of it. But like now I'm at a point where I'm like, I will tolerate nothing. Nothing. Like I can't, I can't even get in that zone anymore. It's so interesting though. But it's not only that, you know, you'll tolerate nothing. You're also going to come to the table with a lot of tools. Absolutely. You know, know, like, because I had to give the vibe of what you want. So we're going to attract what, what we want. But all of this was opening up for us mm-hmm. now, and and we've been we've been watching this. But I'm excited. I'm excited that I've learned so much. Yeah, it's it's definitely a process. It's a never ending process, which mm-hmm. is so cool. Because like, how expanded do you feel as a human now? And this is just like the first or second notch, you know, like whatever. And then you get to go through. You get to level and, up, right? And it just like, <laughs> constantly evolves. Just constantly so much has changed for us in yeah. getting better in the past year. So much has changed. And then the year before? Yeah. Yeah, it was just, wow. I know, there's definitely... How does it feel? Good. Mm, Where do you feel it in your body? My belly. (laughs) (laughs) She feels everything in her belly. Tell me more. (laughs) But earlier when we were doing that practice that you Mm. did with us... Meg let us in. You have to explain. They can't see anything happening. I'm so sorry. Meg let us in a meditation earlier before we (laughs) started recording. And it was so relaxing. And when you were going through it, I could feel things and it, the tingles went from the top, you know, like the top of my head and, but they, they came out my toes and it all (laughs) went down and and I was just able to really get into the breaths. Like Mm. you put me in a trance because your voice is so gentle and That's how so loving. Guided so meditation can be. And inviting. I think, yeah, but you know, I, I went on a lot of them and I, something about their voice or something. I, I know, so I'm just saying in yeah. general, like yeah. people who avoid meditation because they're not aware of what it really is. Like guided meditation is such a great place to start because mm-hmm. there's someone there to kind of, absolutely. Cause it, it's it can, way to do it. absolutely. Me too. I do too. Because <laughs> yes. if I'm just, if, if you're really, if it's, if you're leaving it up to me, it's yeah. going to shit. Exactly. Like, <laughs> because it's hard not to be yeah. distracted. My brain's yeah. going to chaos. But your, your timing is so on point that you don't get an opportunity to get distracted. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes I've been left in... They give you too much time to breathe. They give, yeah, yeah, yeah. They take you, you know? up there, hold, hold, hold. And now I'm like, okay, I'm going to fart. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for real. Like, like oh, is yours, my stomach rumbling or is that something yours, else? Like, oh, such no, a I forgot timing. to write that email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But your timing was so on point that, you know, you got through that breath and then you were like, oh, that feels better. And then we went into that next one. Mm. I didn't get a chance to think about that the kitchen wasn't swept before you got here. (laughs) All that silly shit. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Thank you for that. So remember, you were supposed to, you were supposed to make me over three years ago. I know. Well, now I just said it for you and we will, uh, hopefully, I'll hopefully record many, many more. Yeah. You're definitely great at guiding meditation. Thanks. I know. I love it. I need to get back into all of it. I can't believe we've almost done our hour. That's crazy. But there was one. There is one more thing though that I mm-hmm. wanted you to talk about because I feel like, obviously, I've never been pregnant, but I see this come up a lot that women are afraid to continue their workout regimens when they're pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I want yeah. you to explain the importance, and then we can finish it off with you letting us know how well that went when you gave birth to Ender. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> because your body was so ready. Pretty ready. <laughs> Okay, so working out is great while you're pregnant because, I mean, your body's changing a lot and having like good musculature to support those changes in your body is really important. You're about to make the biggest push you will ever make in your life. So your core muscles are really important and there's a lot of really safe ways that you can um, move your body. It doesn't have to be like, quote, exercise. You don't need to go do a CrossFit workout or anything like Dancing, meditation, or meditation, uh, yoga, uh, Pilates, you know, like, I don't know, taking walks, 
you know, like being conscious of how you hold your body. Thanks for that. See the nice weather. It's just a reminder to breathe. <laughs> Good point, Meg. So being aware of how you hold your body, right? Like and engaging muscles while you're doing things, little movements, five pound weights, whatever, cans of soup, like just moving your body. There's a lot of fluid happening there. You've got extra blood volume. You're growing a human, like mm, mm. it supports metabolism and digestion and all of these processes in your body, your mental health. Like it's yeah. so important to take care of yourself. I think it made my pregnancy. I did it with Veda a little bit, but I was still in grad school and I was commuting and I ate really healthy, but like my diet or my, uh, my workouts weren't great and consistent. Um, but with Enderman, I mean, I did, I was, <laughs> I remember, I was super were, you, were you lifting? Yeah. Too? I was yeah, going to say, I remember yeah. seeing videos of you yeah, squatting I mean, I, with weight. Pregnant. Yes. Yeah. So I was cool. like 37 weeks pregnant with that. Yeah. Crazy. I was doing rope climbs. I was my little <laughs> stint of CrossFit for like awesome. a couple of years. I love it. With Veda, I was just doing a, a lot of yoga. I was teaching a lot of yoga. Um, but the, what was the topic? Exercise while pregnant. An yeah. ender. Um, and then the birth. Okay. Yeah. So do I need to say anything else on that? <laughs> no, like the no. end of it? Okay. So. I just think, I think a lot of women get confused and they need to like. Yeah. Like, I think they get nervous. It's very, it has it to be such scary. a nerve wracking time and you don't want to do anything. Right. And there's a lot of pressure. Baby. And so like it's, a, and I'm in no way a professional or like right. whatever this is just don't ever opinion. do more than you've been doing before right, right? if you've right. never yeah. worked out and you're yeah. now pregnant you don't want to start work. this is yeah. my opinion based <laughs> right. on my experience as a pregnant woman and like my experience as a yoga instructor and an acupuncturist and like these are all more things than you that. were like, doing prior to being yeah, pregnant yeah yeah and like research shows that it's important like all these things but like um there's information out there you can look it up like you know your body better than anybody else. So if true. it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Yeah. Start gentle. If you feel like you want to push a little bit, like follow your body. If you're in your second trimester where a lot of women feel like super powerful, like do how more powerful things. Just be careful about the way that mm -hmm. you do it. Mm -hmm. um, and ask the questions, like look up technique. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's the safe ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just like be thoughtful. I think it's like, that's kind of the key to everything, right? If we're just a little more intentional with the way that we do things in life, like slow down, take a deep breath and think about what you're doing before you do it. Yeah. Um, it can really benefit you and make labor a lot easier. I mean, to get to the story, my personal experience, <laughs> like they always say that the second birth is easier than the first. And with Veda, to be fair, like she was high risk. I was induced. So it was a completely different experience. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't realize you were induced with Veda. That is a I completely was in different experience. From, like, I got induced on a Tuesday and I had a child on a Thursday. So it was a long... Oh, boy. And it wasn't It wasn't rough. Like, my, my contractions were fine. Again, I was also very fit and very healthy. So, like, everything was manageable until right at the end. Yeah. Um, but with Ender, I mean, <laughs> Aaron did, like, do some acupressure stuff to, like, help induce labor so that was at like 7.30 at 9.30, I started having contractions and I kind of thought that it was Braxton Hicks because it was like the night before my due date and it was September 11th. So I'm like, we're not having a baby today. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's just get to tomorrow. Yeah. Let's hold them in. Uh, so I like made soup and took a shower and then I don't know, I like started feeling kind of weird and thought I peed my pants and Aaron got his parents and we had a baby like 12 minutes later and in the front seat of a Prius. <laughs> And I carried him How far did so, like, she, so nonchalant. She's How like, and then we had a baby in the, the front road. seat of the Prius. To the hospital. So, like, I kind of held him in until we got there. And then Aaron, like, caught him as we were getting out of the car. And he went inside. And they – so, first of all, what maternity ward has a ramp getting into <laughs> – the front door That's and so I was hysterical. standing it was 4 45 in the morning so I'm standing here with a baby with no pants on in a parking lot so I just walked in <laughs> with a t-shirt no pants and the umbilical cord was like hi in the air, like this yeah like yeah, yeah just, just gave birth in. yeah hi, it's me they're like oh oh <laughs> what happened I'm like yeah. what well, felt kind of weird standing out there alone so yeah, like, just yeah. dripping out here in the parking lot <laughs> yeah oh, oh I can my it gosh now. It was a different experience. So you had a very sure. cheap hospital bill, right? <laughs> Probably I mean, not. I mean, they can't charge you for the Probably still charging for everything. We came home early. Like, yeah. I mean, all the hard work was done. They couldn't charge us for little things. Yeah, but we so did have funny. to do hospital stay, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, my God. That's amazing, though. It, it was, what an experience it for was all of you. extremes. Like, I can yeah, definitely truly. say support moms on either end. Yeah. Beta was not in the car when you gave birth, right? No. Okay. <laughs> mom sleeping. Yeah. And Rachel, like, she's like, are you sure this is She's it? the nurse. She didn't even come. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't even go with you. No. She had to stay with the kid. Or yeah, with somebody, the kid, with Veda. With Veda, yeah. yeah. Somebody's got to watch the mm-hmm. other one. Yeah, we can't leave her with Pete. She slept through everything. Yeah. yeah. She's swinging from the rafters when yeah. you get home with the baby. Yeah, she was like 21 <laughs> months old. Oh, boy. Yikes. Oh, we did it. There's yes. so there's like so much still I could keep talking about, so you'll have yeah. to come back. But the next time you're on the podcast, it could be, well, it'll either be via FaceTime or we'll be in Louisiana visiting. Hell yes. That yes. would be cool as hell. This was so much fun. It was really fun. Is there anything that you personally want to promote or put out there? I know you've had a couple businesses going on, but you're also moving, so I'm sure it's a lot of <laughs> yeah. pressure. Yeah. Okay, well, since we're in Jersey, yeah, I could plug Well Fed. Absolutely okay, plug it. Cool. Are we still on, like, recording? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I thought it was done. No, we've been recording the whole time. Keep talking. Oh, sweet. Okay, so um, if you are in the South Jersey area and looking for a meal prep company, I own Well Fed Meal Prep. We are based out of Hamilton, New Jersey currently. And we deliver to most of like Gloucester and Cumberland County. We're starting to stretch out like Cherry Hill area. Sweet. Um, yeah. So individually portioned, like macro friendly, healthy, balanced meals. Wow. Yeah. Pressure off. You deliver guys will take care of it. Yeah. And do you have like a website or? Oh yeah, I do. So you can find me on Instagram at wellfedmealprep and um, wellfedmp.com. I'll put it in the show notes, yeah, too. Yeah, put it in the show so notes. So it's easy, easier to find. Yes. People like when it's clickable. Yes. Yeah, make it nice and easy for them. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's how we like things. Nice and easy. Yeah. <laughs> Meg, I'm so glad you came. Mm, thank you. Yeah. There's so much more, like I said, to talk about. I'm sure we'll touch on more. And then we'll have to bring Aaron on, too. Oh, yeah. Get ready for that. We'll just talk the whole... I won't have to say anything that episode. <laughs> I think we need to get we'll into let party and do meditation. Yeah. We can do it from... We'll do a meditation party? Louisiana. Yeah, a meditation yeah. party. Mm. We could do that. We could do a meditation on the podcast. Yeah, it? that would be awesome. Oh, like that would be good, too. We could do, like, some bonus meditation episodes. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep our good ideas to ourselves. We're giving mm-hmm. all good ideas away. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.